TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. We do welcome you into TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic. It is the coach and the big dog today for the last five weeks. That promo. And I love the voice of that promo guy, by the way. That guy's outstanding. I haven't met him yet, but I feel like I should have invited him to my next holiday party. Um, Has been advertising the big dog. As the partner, as many of our regular listeners realize, the Big Dog has been out and about. We've been rotating hosts here on Two Guys and a Mic. Some of the guys have been doing a tremendous job. want to thank them for it. But today, shockingly enough, we actually have the man that's been promoed the last six weeks. He did the first show with us, and we haven't seen him since, but he's on the air now. It is the Big Dog, Joel Radwanski, joining us today. Big Dog, how are you? Uh, Coach, I'm I'm really happy that you've been saving my seat. As as you know, I've been traveling the world. I've been seeing so far. I've seen Berwyn, Cicero, saw a Harwood Heights. It's absolutely wonderful this time of year. So it, it's good to be back. To be honest with you, and I really thank you for the vacation. You paid for the whole thing. It was a great. Mr. Kid's chicken ribs was delicious. I tell you something. That stay at the Roach Motel down in uh, in Glendale. That was uh-huh. beautiful, coach. And don't kid so yourself. I really appreciate it. Transportation from Berwyn to Harwood Heights is expensive these days, and I hope you. Uh, it's all comped on us, big dog. That's the kind of guys we are here at thetalkzone.com. But you would believe it or not, even though it's like forty miles away from each other, there's a direct bus route the whole really? way. I had to stand the whole time. It was not very comfortable. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to but, take yeah. like a yellow line, blue line, purple line. I don't drive the or ride the public transportation here in Chicago. And I do remind you, dog, we are a uh, not just a Chicago area show. Now we are being, via the Internet, shouted out to seven different continents and also parts of downstate Illinois. So we should mention Harwood Heights, Berwyn, are all suburbs in the western side of Chicago. But uh, I haven't figured out the whole purple line, yellow line, blue line. Get completely confused. Hopefully you have. Well, uh, you know, even though you're a Democrat, you, you don't believe in public transportation. And uh, I'm the only tree-hugging libertarian on the planet, so I actually have to use it, plus the fact that I can't afford a car. So, you know, it goes hand in hand. <laughs> oh, dog, it's great to have you. i got to tell you up front, by the way, my voice yesterday was completely shot. Today it's about 85% shot. So uh, feel free to expound and to lead the show, because I don't know how long I'm going to go here. So uh, I will be depending on you, as I know I certainly can. Yeah, I, I got to be quite honest with you. Yesterday, was the stuff that you were spouting off, I was hoping your voice was going to go out. I was like, what are you talking about? No, so, just giving you a hard time. Coach. Yeah, but exactly. Of course, I'll be more... My, my I reports. Have, I have five weeks of stuff that I need to talk about. So My reports indicate you haven't listened to any of the shows. Well, I've, I have been on vacation, and I, and I just learned that I can get the Internet on my phone, believe mm-hmm. it or not. You can actually go and download. If you have just a regular BlackBerry, you can actually get Mm-hmm. com on your phone, and you can listen to wow. it whenever you want to. So people can be out and about in Michigan Avenue, shopping, working, whatever they might be doing, and listening to our show at the same time on their cell phone? Yeah, so if you have a BlackBerry, I'm going to figure out exactly what you have to download onto you, but it's just an app, and mm-hmm. you can actually get an app, and you can not just listen to TalkZone.com, but you can listen to most of the major uh, stations in America that have internet mm-hmm. radio, or in the world, so you can listen to, like, 
you know, if you're really into Chilean like folk music, you can mm-hmm. actually get one of those stations downloaded into your phone. Yeah, I highly Talk recommend. By the way, after listening to our show uh, for a couple of times, a little Chilean folk music. Uh, there's nothing better after our show than Chilean folk music. <laughs> I've heard that from many, many people. Either that or Russian talk. Anybody that doesn't understand English, uh, if English is a second language, apparently our show comes along much better. Now, let me, uh, big, big Dog, I know you're a big sports fan. want to get to the sports action of the day. It is Residue Tuesday, as our listeners well know. We can bring up uh, things that happen over the weekend. Maybe you didn't get a chance to call us on Monday. But uh, as you're well aware, we have two fine sports screens here in the studio, wonderful studio at TalkZone.com. Right before the show started, they uh-huh. showed the uh, highlights, I couldn't hear it, but I'm watching, of the College of Charleston upsetting North Carolina in overtime yesterday, three-point shot by some kid to send it in OT. They showed the pictures of the fans. I do believe that was good luck that hit that shot, right, Coach? Good luck or good luck? Good luck. G-O-U-D-E-L-O-C-K. Andrew, good luck. Good luck. Well, which, he... which I pronounced it. Uh, good day look until I actually heard it pronounced. So. For our, for our Chilean folk songs, uh, listeners out there, I don't know how you would say it in Chilean, but the guy hit a three point shot on the point I'm trying to make. You watch the celebration, the excitement of the fans and the players and, and storming the court afterwards. And, and dog, I know you from doing previous shows. And I don't want to be so cliche as saying that's what it's all about in sports, but that's just an example of one of the things we love so much about sports, seeing an upset, seeing a Kyle to Charleston knock off a North Carolina. Oh, absolutely. That is exactly what it's all about. And and to just to add to it, just another twist on it, who says that January collegiate basketball doesn't mean anything? Mm-hmm. I mean, those kids were awfully, awfully happy yesterday. And Roy Williams looked like he had just been kicked in the gut. <laughs> so if you don't tell me if January NCAA basketball doesn't mean anything, you talk to people in Carolina right now and see how they feel about it. Uh, Coach Roy could use a few kicks in the gut, possibly a well-placed kick in the groin, quite frankly. Well, I was actually, I'm not very good at aiming, and I'm lazy, so I would have gone a little low. <laughs> 888-463-6748. Again, I apologize for my voice, folks. It's the coach and the big dog here on the Talk Zone. You can join us, 888-463-6748. Anything you want to talk about in the world of sports, we'll throw out our daily quandary in just a little bit. Uh, big dog people can email us at Mike, two guys, that's M-I-C number two, Mike, two guys at AOL.com. It's been five weeks since we talked to you last. Uh, the landscape, big dog, even before the sports. What have you been doing on a personal basis? You always seem to get in some kind of amusing trouble. Is there any uh, any well, situations we can get you out of right now? Well, uh, luckily for me, I don't. I haven't. It's too cold for me to get in any trouble. Do you know that right now, like home break-ins and auto thefts in the Chicagoland area are down like twenty-five percent because it's so cold. Yeah, it's a bad time. If you're into home break-ins or auto theft, I highly recommend like a three-month trip to, uh, down south. Yeah, absolutely. There's no reason right now. It's awful cold <laughs> to be sneaking around somebody's house to try to you know break yeah, in a window. It's yeah, just too cold yeah. right now. Chicago in the winter, not good for all you home break-ins out there. Yeah. So I've been I've been concentrating on. Um, I've been filming a lot of episodes of uh, America's Most Wanted Deadbeats. Okay. And basically, we go out and we find parents who are not paying child support. Okay. And, you know, things are a little different, Coach. Like, back in the day, you used to come up with a television show. You'd film a pilot. It would be really cheap. And you hand it to, you would hand it into some particular company, and they decide whether or not they're going to produce it themselves and make a show. Well, nowadays, it's so easy for people to make their own show because it only, it only takes, like, 10000 and you have enough, that's only, it only costs about that much equipment to have enough to be able to shoot a show. Mm-hmm. Well, now you film a whole season and then you decide whether, then 
then like Warner Brothers or mm-hmm. WGN or somebody decides whether or not they actually want to purchase it. So it's that easy. So we've actually filmed nine of the 13 shows right now. So America's- I don't know if you guys are wasting my time, but they, they've, the guys that have hired me have put a lot of money into this so far. So it's called America's America's Greatest Deadbeats? No, America's Most Wanted Deadbeats. Most so Wanted like Deadbeats. A-M-W-Deadbeats.com. Uh-huh. Okay. You can see, like, the outtakes, the stuff that that is not going to make the show. But I will mm-hmm. tell you, some of it's pretty funny. Anybody, and it's basically me chasing people down, trying to get them to pay their money. Nobody from the TalkZone.com on that list, I would hope. Not yet, Coach. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, I, I am worried about a couple of the young guns, to be quite honest with you. Really? Because, so, actually, they have women that have skipped out on them and just left them with the kids. <laughs> Guys, like, and we do and we do want to thank all the youngsters that have been filling in for, and even some of the oldsters, for yourself, Big Dog. They've been doing a great job. Jordan Burnfield, Seth Gruen, uh, Brian Bauer, of course, uh, Neil No Stones Malone's. I know you're a big fan of his. Uh, Brady Stiffs had some great young kids coming in doing a tremendous job. No Stones. He hasn't even got the nickname Two Stones yet. He's done enough shows, Coach. He is. Uh, he's being a good sport about it. We're sticking with Neil No Stones Malone's. He's very, very much become a part of the fabric of this uh, fine sports show here on TalkZone.com. Now, I have yet to meet him, but I, I got to tell you what I've heard over the air. Mm-hmm. He, he's willing to he's willing to tell you wrong, Coach, which I, I like about him. Yep. He's willing to step oh. out. Usually he steps into something, but he is willing to step out. But those guys have done a great job, and they could be uh, potential nice victims on a new potential hit TV show that the Big Dog is filming, America's Most Wanted Deadbeats. That's outstanding. Yeah, we will find the women that have done them wrong. But to be quite honest with you, Coach, we're going to need a lot Lot large, larger, a lot larger budget to be able to mm-hmm. take care of all the women that have done Seth Gruen wrong. Really? See, somehow so, when I'm thinking deadbeats, I'm just picturing it's all the guys that haven't paid alimony or aren't, aren't taking care of the kids that they've had out of wedlock. So there are females that are part of America's uh, most you, wanted you deadbeats? Be, you would be surprised how many coked-up strippers won't take care of their children. Because, mm-hmm. you know, what? normally what happens is these girls get involved with guys that are a lot uglier than them, okay. Because you know, because these guys haven't had the like the pectoral enhancements and the, and the butt pads put in, okay. Yep. Like they have, so you know they, they end up with these girls, and uh, next thing you know, one of these guys gets them pregnant, and then you know they're more worried about doing drugs and and partying and being mm-hmm. a stripper than taking care of their kids. This happens a lot, believe it or not. Yeah, sad, uh, very very sad actually, because of course uh, you mentioned kids, and the kids are the ones who get caught up in that. Not so good, uh, not a triangle, but a duo. And then a lot of times, as we all know, it becomes the vicious cycle, Big Dog. And some of those kids can then grow up and, and go into that same, same cycle. So uh, beyond the television show, whatever little miniature, miniature humor we might get from it, it's kind of sad. Oh, it, it, it is kind of sad. And as a matter of fact, we we found this one stripper. Her name is Aisha. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, and she's pretty good looking, Coach. Yep. You know, like I, I bum rushed her. She's like, I don't care. And after we were talking about when we like we put the camera down, she's like, So what you doing? So you on a TV show? Maybe we should go out. <laughs> so I was like, I think I've learned my lesson. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I big dog. I don't know if I have your permission, but I'm going to do it anyways. If anybody out there in our listening audience has a potential candidate, it could be yourself. Or you want to turn somebody else in as a potential candidate uh, as America's most wanted deadbeat, you can call us up right now, 888-463-6748. Talk to the big dog, the lead guy on the show, and uh, maybe we can get a few more people added to your outstanding program. You know, uh, 
I would absolutely love that, Coach. And see, some of the other stuff that has happened with this, mm-hmm. there have been so far, we haven't had any guys wrongfully accuse a woman of not paying child support. Every, so far, because I'm sure there's, there's men that lie too, but so far as all the guys that have claimed that they're not helping out and are mm-hmm. raising the kid without the mom, it's been true. But we've had a couple women accuse guys of like not wanting to be the father and not paying child support. Mm-hmm. And then we, we do the investigation and we find out the guy's pay, done more than pay. Mm-hmm. He's begging to see the kid and the woman won't let the guy see the kid. Yeah. And it was the woman who originally brought us to this. So yeah. just to bring more grief into this guy's life. That's called the so, dead, deadbeat reversal. Yo, know, trust me. We go, we go off on these people because it really takes away from the women who re- mm-hmm. and men who are being done wrong in this particular situation. Now, very, very quickly, percent of them are men. Before we get into the sports talk, and our regular listeners know, we jump off the sports page early and often here on Two Guys and a Mike. And I know you've got uh, 16 pages and lots of notes on Boise State and TCU, but more importantly, Big Dog. Uh, uh-huh. On a non-professional basis, a uh, single eligible man, we followed uh, through the radio show, your love life vicariously. Again, you know, I'm married uh, some 17 years now. Things are going good. But, you know, quite frankly, I need some social excitement. I live vicariously through your exploits. Have you met a young female yet? Any news or notes in that area that we well, need to know uh, about? Um yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this is the best time Feel, feel to free to say, feel free to go to your TCU uh uh, Boise State notes, if you want. Well, uh, let's just say I am still, <laughs> at this point, kind of start seeing the same girl that goes back and forth from her home country. You know, she's studying here to be a doctor. Home- and right now, she's not back from her home country. She is still okay. in. But, see, she can listen on TalkZone.com now. Yeah, but i, I got to be quite honest with you. I don't think she does. Seven different continents we uh, air out to. And we're bla- I know what? we're still blasting Vietnam. I don't know if we're still blasting in Korea. Oh, sure we are. Oh, yeah, oh, we we're, are? we're gaining audience in Korea all the time. North well, Korea, a little bit more hesitantly than South Korea, but uh, don't kid yourself, we're big in Korea. I got to tell you, uh, Kim Jong-il, you know, he's come on, he, he wanted better relations with the United States. He said it, and I yes. guess com is now booming in North Korea. Also. Yeah. Well, we're hoping to get uh, the Jongster on. We're hoping to get him on the Youth Sports Fan Forum, which is a show we do every Thursday at 11 o'clock, talk about uh, youth sports and... <laughs> In Korea, he hasn't confirmed yet, but we've uh, we've sent the olive, we've reached extended the olive branch out to Kim Jong. You know the Iller actually shot a forty nine. <laughs> the Iller seventy two. Pa- that's what I called. Uh, yeah, he shot a forty nine on a par seventy two golf course a couple of years back. Come on. Yeah, so you know the only guy that refuted it because it was like one hundred and five witnesses. One guy mm-hmm. said it didn't happen. So he mysteriously died in a beheading <laughs> a couple of days later. <laughs> but. He, he reported yeah, that he, he reported that the Iller recorded a forty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Eight 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 four six three sixty-seven forty-eight talkzone dot com. Two guys and a mic. Great to be back with the big dog again. I know you've got a busy schedule, lots of stuff going on, and you have to make actual money. But dog, anytime you can come on the show and co-host, uh, I think I can speak for seventy-three percent of our listening audience. We love having you on. Well, uh, you know, things are going to uh, get back more into a routine. And By the uh, way, you're, you're supposed to ask about the 27% that don't love Evan yet. i, I got to be quite honest with you. I, I was really shocked that it was above uh, 18%. So, Well, you haven't been on a lot, so people like you because they haven't heard you. Oh, okay. So that's I'm doing the constant. I'm up just in time for people to get used to me and not like me anymore. Exactly. I guarantee you, co-host, for three, four weeks, those ratings will go straight down. 
Yeah, like a lot of people, because you're asking about my social life, they're like, you know, why don't you date a girl for more than like a month or two? And I'm yes. like, yeah, because they really don't get to know me. If they got to know me, they'd probably dump me. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten to know you. I don't know if I date you, but uh, the more I know you, the more I appreciate your your uh, overall commodity. Well, I do appreciate that, Coach. Thank you very so much. We, All right, can we talk? We get the, are, we, are we done hugging yet so we can move on to Probab- the basketball? Probably not. I'm going to guess after a couple of breaks there'll be some more hugging on this show, but at least temporarily let's get to the sports news. And again, Residue Tuesday, we've kept that tradition up, Big Dog, from our uh, previous show that we did so uh fans out there yourself joe any things you want to bring up from the weekend nfl games the playoff picture etc we can bring that up and uh we had interestingly what should have been a huge college football game boise state tcu undefeated the fiesta bowl two cinderella teams great battle when it came out a month ago joel i was like really excited about it when it came out yeah the game was played last night and even the day or two before i was like I don't care anymore, and I felt bad about not caring. Oh, I, I did. It, it, it's funny that you, you say that. I live with six other people, and everybody's a diehard college football fan. We had people, our friends were coming over to watch the game last night, so I guess it all depends on, on, on where you place it. I much would, I would much rather have seen TCU playing another big school than Boise State playing another big school, because mm-hmm. that way you can kind of measure them against the other schools in some sense. That was the only thing lacking with that, but I did kind of like the feel of the uh, the non-BCS national championship type feel that the game had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was kind of like the little championship. 12-0 and against 12-0. and Paint the picture. We know uh, Boise State won the ball game 17-10, to touchdown with seven minutes left. But paint the picture real quick for the vast audience that might not have watched the game. Uh, well, it was a defensive struggle. These are two juggernaut offenses with great defenses. Uh, TCU is the number one defense in the country. Boise State, number 15. Uh, but it was very difficult. Run the ball, run the ball, and uh, Boise State scored two touchdowns in the game. One of them was a defensive touchdown, and another one was after they got 30 yards on a fake punt play. So, and it, it's funny, Boise State just figures out a way to uh, make a game exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a 17 game, and it might not sound all that exciting, but that game was just. As exciting as the 42-40 or 43-42 win in the Fiesta Bowl a couple years ago. So mm-hmm. if you get a Boise State game, you're going to get something that goes down to the wire, and it's a lot of fun to watch. Boy, two very, very good teams, both 12, and I watched them play over the course of the year. And they certainly, uh, you know, whether they could have beaten in Alabama and Florida is in question. Any fans out there watch the game, you want to do a imaginary matchup of either of those two teams, probably Boise State in particular. They won 888-463-6748. Dog, you watch more college football than anybody I know. Uh, a matchup between them and a powerful Texas or Alabama team, uh, we're not going to know. But in your particular, after watching yesterday's game, what do you think? Um, I, I don't think there's any question that they could beat them. If you're telling me, like, how many times out of ten would they beat them? Probably, like, four. But I think it's a lot more than than people would think. They're so well coached. They don't do anything that beats them, and yet they're they're always playing to win. You know, it's it's like, you know, you walk that fine line. Teams that always trying to make plays that lack fundamentals, and there's other teams that always try to trick you that can't do the fundamentals. Well, they're Mm -hmm. always tricking people, yet... Oh, they always catch the ball. They always seem to do the right thing, the little things. Boise State could beat any team in the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the sad thing is is I really do believe the best team in the country is either going to be Texas or Alabama. But do we really know that? You know, mm-hmm. And I, I know to you it doesn't matter, but to me it does matter a little bit. 
it's uh, and the fact that Boise State's going to get no consideration, won't even get any piece of the of the national title bothers me just a little bit. Because get into that age-old argument of should there be a playoff or not. We're going to take a quick break. Big Dog rejoining us here on TalkZone.com. I'm not whispering because I'm doing the show in a library, folks. My voice is shot. I'm doing the best I can. It's two guys in a mic. When we come back, Dog, a couple of things to talk about. A big press conference here in Chicago at 2 o'clock regarding the beloved Bear, what will happen, and what could have been. One of the greatest storybook endings, see if you agree with me, could have been in college football. It didn't happen, but we got to talk about this in a bowl game played over the weekend. We'll take a quick break. Our producer, by the way, David Olson, my bodyguard, the best in the biz, or at least the best that our limited budget could afford. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joe radwanski on talkzone.com prior to our scintillating sports talk we were talking about the big dog social life one of your i'm assuming female compatriots emailed in during the break joe you, uh, you with us there big dog yeah i'm here god bless you and it said uh, the big dog is a great provider provided you don't like expensive things Yeah, that, that does make a lot of sense, Coach. <laughs> oh, great to have you back, Big Dog. Our phone line here, 888-463-6748. By the way, do you like the uh, unique, and I'm going to use the word unique as nice as I can, musical accompaniments that David Olson plays during the breaks? No, no, I, I do like it. it. It is a little bit different. Now, it's those soundtracks that you just have to find from the, the computer, right? Yes, See, those are good stuff. I don't think we're allowed. There's some Internet restriction. We're not allowed to play, like, actual music. Otherwise, like, like Bob Dylan will actually show up during the show and, like, yeah, smack, smack yeah. up with his You guitar. know what? Hey, if Kim Jong-il can be listening in South Korea, who knows if, if Bob Dylan is not listening, too. By the way, Andy's Music, one of our sponsors here on the morning break. Uh, 2300 West Belmont Avenue for all your music rental and retail needs. Andysmusic.com, the website, dog. I know you on occasion will play a flute or possibly even uh, bang the drum slowly. Uh, I haven't been playing the flute much lately, Coach. My social life hasn't got that bad. <laughs> but, yeah, I definitely will bang on the drum every once in a while. All right, right before the break, uh, and, again, I apologize for my voice here, but right before the break, see if you agree with me, dog. I, I had mentioned that um, it, it was a book in the making. It was a story in the making, but one of one of one of the most sentimental, if not greatest, finishes of a college football game ever, and it didn't happen. Northwestern against Auburn. And I think oh, most wow. most wow. people realize what a phenomenal game what was. But, dog, I think a lot of people don't know what happened on that final trick play at the end of an unbelievably emotional game. 
Yeah, when I, I hear these idiots being, I shouldn't say idiots, but I, well, people ripping on, on Pat Fitzgerald, which you know I'm not the biggest fan of. I'm not the, I, I think he's a good coach. I'm not the biggest fan of him. They're ripping him for actually trying to fake field goal. These people don't realize that the field goal kicker had torn his ACL about five plays well, earlier, and they didn't the, have a field goal kicker. They did. Well, they did. They did have a backup field goal kicker. And it was but a fairly. Do you, really you want to send your backup field goal kicker? I, I thought it was a great call to go for the fake coach. One could I'm argue. I, I like the excitement of it. I'm not going to say from a strategic standpoint. It was an. I don't know if I'd call it a great call, a gutsy call. Well, the coach, you have a, you go for a fake, or you put you go for a tie with a guy that you don't know if he can kick in that situation, and then after he makes that kick, you still have to depend on the, the backup kicker where yeah. you can win the play in one, uh, win the game in one play. You want to bring it to percentages. Uh, the field goal, let's say you've got a 90% chance of making it. If you make with it, the, you then have a 50-50 chance of winning the game. So your odds by deciding to go for the field goal are about 43% to win the game. Now, when you go for the trick play, do you have a 43% chance of making it? If you want to break it down that way, one could do that. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I, I think with that play, they could have, but why didn't they run it to the other side of the field? Well, you know what? They I, ran that play into the short side of the field, coach. That why would they do that? It made no sense. They run that to the wide side of the field. I, I think that play has a seventy-five percent chance of making it instead of like a forty percent chance that it did. They, they got knocked out at like the three. Well, yeah, you, you wouldn't might, have got knocked out at the three if he. It's, it's, it's a, a really tough call. It's a good point, but you know uh, what? I, I would have done it if I'm worried about that. My field goal kicker is going to make the kick, and and Auburn doesn't realize this. Mm-hmm. I am definitely going to try to fake field goal. All right, and you know what? And you may very well be right on that. And the reason I brought it up is not to retrace Auburn Northwestern X and O the game, but just to paint uh, what could have been one of the great sentimental finishes of all time. It already is going to go down as a classic game, right, Big Dunk? Oh, I, I agree, and, and it's pretty cool. And Some, I, one of the announcers called it the game of the decade. I got all excited, and then I realized that as of 10 in the morning, it was, it was the first game of the decade. <laughs> <laughs> the game of the decade, you got to be kidding that way. Oh, yeah, it's the first game. But but here's what made it so special. The trick play, the trick play that they ran was, was, Randy Walker's play, was right? the Randy Walker play. For the listeners out there who don't know, Randy Walker was the coach of Northwestern Wildcats when Pat Fitzgerald was an assistant coach. He brought Pat Fitzgerald on the team. Randy Walker had a heart attack and died four years ago. And they then promoted the youngest uh, Division One coach at the time, anyways, Pat Fitzgerald, to become the head coach. So they're running the play that their tragically deceased coach, it was his play. Yeah. Northwestern had not won a bowl game for 60 years, 6-0. I mean, yeah, it was this, the 49 this, Rose Bowl, right, Coach? Or was it the, I, I yeah, rem- it was the 49 Rose Bowl? I remember it well. <laughs> that now, was that Otto Graham on that team? It could have been. Yeah. It could have been. You know, my dad might have been on that team. Yeah, he Wow, your dad is, is had a greater Northwestern career than uh, he, Nelson Hester or Darnell Autry. He, <laughs> he was on that Northwestern team. I think he played two plays. But, again, we get sidetracked. Let me just paint the picture here. This is like the blind side, the hit football movie. This, if they score a touchdown here, somebody could have, could have made a movie of this. So you got, again, the game was unbelievable, emotional. People were just completely spent watching it. But wow. what people didn't realize is the play they're going for is the play that was brought in by their coach who tragically passed away. They yeah, hadn't won in 60 years. And, and the guy that the play is being run for, the trick play, is Zeke Markshausen, 
who, if any motivational speakers want to use Zeke Markshausen as an example of how to overcome and achieve, this young receiver, and I'll try to quickly wrap it up as quick as I can, he was a walk-on to Northwestern. Other small, small schools wanted him to come. Markshausen says, you know what, I want to go to NU for the education. I think I can play Big Ten football. He didn't get any chances freshman year, sophomore year, junior year. They redshirted him for a year, stayed with the program, did whatever needed to be done, taxi squad, picked up towels, whatever he needed to do. Got a little bit better, a little bit better. He had one career catch coming into this season. One career catch. Sure enough, in his fifth year, folks. In his final year, Zeke's Markshausen, a non-fast white wide receiver for Northwestern, became second team all Big Ten, caught like 50 passes, had a phenomenal year, and they're running the play for this Cinderella kid. So the play, in honor of their dead coach, they haven't won a bowl game in 60 years, and they're running it for one of the great stories in college football. Joel, everything was there for the great ending except three yards short. I, you know, I didn't put that part of Zeke House, whatever Zeke House or whatever his name is, in there. I didn't even get that part, and I didn't even consider the fact that I knew that I heard that it was Walker's play. But if you think about it, all the juniors and seniors in that huddle were recruited by Randy Walker. Yep. You know, so and at that point, you know, you don't want to get sentimental, but you really do want to want to convert the play. Uh, I mean, what a way to go out! I mean, it, it, uh, if that play would have worked, what a phenomenal ending it would have been. Again. Uh, you know, sounds cliche, but true, true storybook ending for Northwestern. Uh, it didn't happen that way, unfortunately, but uh, almost, almost another football movie in the making. Uh, yeah, that would have been a, a pretty good ending. And uh, January 1st was a heck of a day for, for college football up mm-hmm. and down the aisle. Uh, hey, did you have, did you, did you have, did you have the United Nations over to your house? Uh, were you hosting your New Year's festive feast or were you on the road? Uh, no, it was, it was at home and the whole United Nations were here. A bunch of friends came that night to watch the game. Beautiful thing is, is, uh, cloudy, the African American, uh, <laughs> part of the nation. Cause I, if people haven't listened, I, I have people of all nationalities in the house. Uh, got, uh, Asian. Well, I got me, Caucasian, got Asian, Mexican, uh, Saudi Arabian, African American. And, and this, a, this is not by oh. design. It's just by coincidence, the people that happen to be living and are renting in the house. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Luckily, my house is large enough to fit all these people. Unfortunately, my house is so big I can't afford it, so I have to live with five other people. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's all they're all good to me, Coach. So I did get a chance to visit the house uh, at one point, David Olson, and I think my final shots are due uh, tomorrow, and then I'm clean. <laughs> <laughs> did you make any uh, any of your famous chili or anything exciting for New Year's Day? Uh, no, the only thing was, is Cloudy is actually an Ohio State fan. So we took all the Cub, Bear, Blackhawk, and, and Bull stuff down and put up all the Ohio State stuff we had. <laughs> and it was, a, it was an Ohio State yeah. house on that night from, cause we taped the game, coach, and you, Cloudy was coming home from work. So, like, I went out and did other things during the mid part of the day and then watched the Rose Bowl at night, which was absolutely phenomenal. And luckily, the Sugar Bowl was such a blowout. We didn't miss any part. We didn't really miss a game at that point. Still my favorite uh, game to watch, the Rose Bowl. Absolutely love it. It was a good one. Ohio State and Oregon advertised to be a good game. It was indeed. Buckeyes win the ball game. By the way, David and our listeners out there, true story, his roommate Cloudy, who I haven't met, but they have a pool in the back, and they, you know, six people live in there. And correct me if I'm wrong, Joel, everyone's got different uh, uh, chores that they have to do. But Cloudy, and this is not a joke, it's not, it's for real. Cloudy is the guy who cleans the pool. Right? Yeah, he cleans the pool. He also makes dinner every night, too, which is always good. Was his nickname Cloudy before he cleaned the pool? 
No, it was uh, when he when no, I wasn't there this particular day, but he, he somebody walked into a room he was in, and it was really really cloudy at the time when people walked walked into the room. <laughs> All right, 888-463-6748, the phone number. The other thing we said before the break, dog, here in Chicago, 2 o'clock live on Comcast. There's a big press conference being held by the Chicago Bear Brass. We don't know what's going to be said, David. I don't know if we'll be carrying that live here on the TalkZone.com. David is giving me... No, we're going to miss that one. We're going to miss that one. All right, well... We do the best we can. But, Dog, any uh, hints, any potential guesses, what might happen at 2 o'clock, a big moment for the Bear fans here in the uh, city of Chicago? Yeah, Jerry Angel is going to come on the mic and be like, uh, we're sorry we fell short of our goal, but uh, we're going to fall short of our goal like 31 other teams in the NFL have this year, so we just have to regroup. And uh, Bobby Smith will be our coach next year, but we're going to go forward and we're going to have uh, uh, personal assistance you know, offensively and defensively, because Levy Smith will not be coaching the defense next year, and uh, I'm going to handpick him. So we're going to be in just as bad a shape as we were last year. Be so, careful what everybody asks for. Everybody's asking for all these coordinators to be fired or, or the coach to be fired. Don't forget that Jerry Angelo is going to be picking this person and Levy Smith. So basically what I hear you saying is that Levy, they're basically going to hire two coordinators to run things so that Levy basically can't run anything. Yes, and Levy Smith will be going back to being the head coach He's going to go back to being the great communicator, as he's known as. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. goodness. That guy is just the what, – you, know what, you know what just makes me sick to my stomach? Matt Forte – they come out, Matt Forte is, has a, a partially torn MCL. Yep. The third week of the season. Why wasn't? Why don't the Bears disclose this? Isn't every team supposed to disclose their, their injuries? And all? Why are they so – they're so secretive about everything. You know, Matt Forte eventually had to say it yesterday when being asked about what a disappointing season he had. He's like, I had a torn ligament in my knee. Well, why didn't we know this? You know, I don't know. They, the Bears, they get away on being cheap. They get away on being secretive. I mean, as a Bears fan, I could really care less that it wasn't known. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest, I don't want anybody knowing that Matt Forte had a bad knee, but how, how come the Bears are the only team that actually hides the injury? Yeah, that was kind of odd, the, the timing of when to make that particular announcement. Matt Forte had a great... Rookie season, a lot of potential. He did not, as kindly as we can put it, have a great sophomore year. I thought you were going to say Jerry Angel is going to come up and you know apologize. We did not. We underachieved this year. We underperformed. Well, they, uh, but they Lovey did Smith that in an ad. Did you see that, Coach? They huh? bought ads in the Sun Times and the Tribune, apologizing yes. all Bears season ticket holders. Yes, and that winning, okay. winning will remain our number one thing. Full page ad in both of our major Chicago papers. I did see that, but I thought he would then come right. up and say we are going to rehire or we're going to uh, retain. Lovey Smith for our next year, uh, and we are looking forward to underperforming and underachieving again next year. Well, I'm sorry. I actually, it, it's hard for me to joke on this situation because I'm really concerned about what the heck's going to happen this afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know, you know uh, basically, from what we've heard, and my speculation is they do absolutely nothing. Okay, but the stuff that I've heard from people that are supposedly in the know is that Jerry Angelo is going to tighten the screws on Lovey and say either you go. Or all your assistants go because the assistants are gone. So it's, it's your choice. Either mm-hmm. you, you pick new assistants, or uh, or you're gone. So that's like that's the rumor out there. And I mean, do you really want Lovey Smith and Jerry Angelo picking your assistants? That's the problem here. The problem's Angelo, coach. Year in and year out, the Bears find like a diamond in the rough that is, and they they pick somebody in the fourth round that is just phenomenal. 
or they picked Devin Hester in the second round, which he, he should have went in the first, and I was saying it back then. You know, he gets a bye for all this, but people tend to forget that he makes so many bad decisions. This team isn't deep. There was a time mm-hmm. when the Bears traditionally, besides linebacker, they're deep at linebacker, but every other position, their backups don't belong in the NFL. And, and then all of a sudden, somebody gets hurt, and then they start playing, oh, we've had injuries. Every team has injuries. Mm-hmm. The Bears need to get to a point where, they're stacked with 53 NFL players on their roster, not 35. You know, it's it's getting pretty sad. When Bears backups come in, it, it's scary sometimes how I mean, bad some of these see, guys I, are. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. And any of our Chicago area fans, Bear fans out there, you want to chime in uh, 2 o'clock today, what do you think the announcement will be? And a little bit of Big Dog's thoughts that it is primarily Jerry Angelo and the player personnel, 888-463-6748. I disagree with you at least a little bit. I think there is significantly more talent than what they performed and or achieved this year. I think if you put a real, and I've been saying this on the uh, two guys in a mic show for a while now, a better offensive coordinator with a better system, more motivational, more creative, more open-minded, I think you'd see this exact, same offense perform a lot better. Uh, you look at the defensive line. You know, Mark Anderson and uh, um, you know Alex, Alex Brown, Brown, Tommy Harris. You know, Adam and these guys. There's talent there, and I think Jerry Angelo is frustrated that the talent is not being taught, motivated. It's not showing up in the game. I'm not saying he's completely. He's the greatest general manager in football. I think he's a work in progress too. But I put primarily the number one thing on the coaching and the leadership of the Chicago Bear. Well, he's been there for eight years, so he's had his chance. And it seems like there's never been a, like an overflowing amount of talent ever in this organization. He's not going to get fired. But you know, I, I, do, I do agree with you this, that I wish they did have a different offensive coordinator because I do think you could have got more out of that particular offense, even how bad the offensive line is. And it, it's really bad. I, I want to. Do you feel the same way I did about what happened uh, with the Detroit game and the Bears on Sunday? It was like, okay, we'll finally give in. We'll put Devin Hester on all the returns. Uh, he doesn't. He won't play every play in offense. He'll play half the plays in offense, but he's in all the returns. We'll move Cutler out of the pocket, and we won't play the, the cover two as much. And guess what happened? They played a pretty decent ball game. It was almost like, all right, we'll finally do it. It was. It was like they finally conceded. You know what? Maybe everybody was right. They're so stubborn. You know what? And it's like if if everybody else sees it, they refuse to admit they're wrong. This is a team. The, the Bears are, are two things as an organization when it comes to coaching up their players. One, they're too stubborn. They won't admit that maybe they made a mistake. And two, they being stubborn, they never make adjustments. The, the Bears always get whooped in the second half. They're never able to take advantage of of things that most teams do at halftime. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't. They can't coach on the fly. They can't tell players, hey, you know. All week we worked on this. Well, you know what? We're wrong. This isn't working against the team. We're going to have to do it this way the rest of the game. It seems like they're they're totally inflexible, and they never do stuff like that. Yeah. They get outcoached at halftime. Out of the 16 games a year, about 12 times. Yeah, they, so, don't, they don't exactly start the games great either. <laughs> no, they not, usually score on the first drive. Not a good combination. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, one uh, NFL coach has already been fired, actually one and a half, because interim coach for the Buffalo Bills, Perry, how do you pronounce it, Falwell? Fuel. Fool? His Fuel. last name is Fool? Fuel. <laughs> yes, I think that's, yeah, that's how you pronounce no, it. No, seriously, how do you pronounce it? Fuel, as in like 
the fuel that you put in your car. Oh, okay, that's way that's that's almost like the guy who hit the three pointer. Good luck. Yeah, Perry. Know, who knows? That. Perry Fuel got uh, fired. When I say fired, Dick Duran was the coach of the Buffalo Bills. He got fired about five games ago. Perry Fuel took over for him, but uh, he and his entire staff got released. So Buffalo is going to have brand new coaches, and Jim Zorn got fired for the Redskins. So two coaches down, Big Dog. I would imagine in the next couple of days. We'll see at least one or two more coaches uh, maybe be forced off the podium. Yeah, we it's all the way through next Monday is when uh, it, there won't be any firing firing Saturday or Sunday, but by next Monday though all the firings should be should have taken place for the years. Usually it's within a week mm-hmm. for an NFL season. You know, with the with the Duran thing this year, I mean he was the the first coach in NFL history, and it's kind of Buffalo isn't really a tough town on its on its football team, but. He was the first coach to ever be named head coach and immediately would be put on the hot seat, uh, you know, for being fired. Watch, it, it was kind of strange actually see that happen to him. Well, all the, they... the first thing the owner had to do was uh, refute that he's actually thinking about considering firing Dave, uh, <laughs> Dave Duran. All <laughs> Dick Duran, you're thinking of Dave Wanstead. All, all they <laughs> needed sorry. to do in Buffalo was before they hired Dick Duran, do a little bit of research and background, and come visit. The city of Chicago talked to a few writers, a few fans, a few football guys, and they all would have told you the same thing. Dick Duran, nice guy, has a Yale degree, but uh, absolutely not qualified to be a head football coach. But they didn't do their background research. And then they could have went to Detroit and found out the yep. same exact thing. Yes, where he was the interim coach. By the way, we've done a little background research on you, some of your resumes in the past. There are a few things in your background uh, before you can continue on as a regular host, Big Dog, that we will need to get clarified. Our background people are still searching, but uh, a few um, little potholes on the highway to uh, TalkZone.com, shall we say. Well, Coach, I was only a halfback at New Hampshire for a semester. <laughs> uh, George O'Leary was my coach there. You can call him up and ask him. And you were not, in fact, the eighth man to walk on the moon. No, th- yeah. <laughs> we can, we can now confirm that, huh? Yeah, I, I still have that one on my resume. Yeah, beautiful. That, that, I might want to take that one off. That is a lie, Coach. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little uh, NFL football, the playoff picture. Dog, you ready to uh, go over the four games for next weekend? We don't want to break it down too much. Still pretty far in the distance, but uh, some nice matchups, even if three of the four of my reruns. Yeah, hopefully you're going to ask me to pick these games, Coach. Hopefully I am or I'm not. Yeah, hopefully you are. Okay. Meaning that you won't. Sure. I'll be. Oh, you don't want me to. <laughs> no, I will. I I'll, will. I'll put you on the spot. That's what we do here. All right, we'll take a quick break. Talkzone.com, 888-463-6748. It's two guys and a mic. I have no idea why.
time to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. All right, welcome back. TalkZone.com, final segment. Big dog, Joel Radwanski, joining us, 888-463-6748. Give us a call, anything you want to talk about. In the world of sports, you can email us at Mike. Two guys, MIC number two, Mike, two guys at AOL.com. We'll read some of the emails uh, over the air, at least the ones that do not have to do with uh, finding out about Joel's body parts. We've had a couple of those come in, Joel. But, uh, Please, none of those. No, we're trying to avoid that. Um, hey, very quickly, before your NFL playoff wild card breakdown over the holiday weekend, you know I'm a high school hoops fan? Oh, absolutely. Another great year. Proviso West, a bunch of great tournaments this year. You ready for this matchup? I didn't see the game, but Chicagoland Jewish High School took on the Islamic Foundation High School from Chicago. Are those the exact names of the high school? I'm not trying to make fun. Yeah, I believe they are. CJHS, Chicagoland Jewish High School, competed against Islamic Foundation High School of Chicago. I didn't see it, Joel, but rightfully I should have been there. That had to be a classic matchup. Can, uh, uh, I mean, can you imagine the stands? They're like scoreboard, scoreboard. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't say anything that would be politically incorrect, please. I tried not to. I tried to stay away from that one. It would yeah. have been. It's very difficult to make any type of joke with yes. it not insulting the whole entire planet yeah. and actually putting us in trouble. No question about it. We're in enough trouble as it is, but. Uh, I don't even know who won that game, quite frankly, but I thought it was a great matchup. All right, speaking- if everybody got out safe, we're all winners. <laughs> I bet there was some security in the parking lot post game. Yeah, you better believe it. Everybody, oh, forget forget the Crane uh, Lawn North Lawndale game. We got to get to this game <laughs> for everybody's safety. Uh, before you get into the NFL, coach, I just want to let you know it is official. Ron Turner has been fired. Really? Yes, where did, where did you read that? I'm able to go on the internet during the show. It's a beautiful thing. I actually, uh, my Mexican and my Saudi Arabian friend told me. So, and I, and I, I was like, are you 100% sure they said that ESPN.com has confirmed it? Are so, we, uh, okay, I was going to say, are we breaking the news, the first one to report it? But once again, for the 63rd consecutive time, ESPN.com beat us to the original story. It was pretty funny. I guess when Ron Turner came into the office today, Angel's like, Angel was waiting for him. He's like, oh, no. He's like, do I have to clean out my desk? And they're like, don't worry. They took the whole desk and they just <laughs> threw it out the window. <laughs> so he doesn't have to clean out the desk. The desk no. is gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's one way of solving the problem. Well, and again, you don't wish bad on anybody, but strictly from a football standpoint, that's something that should have been done probably two years ago. Well, Coach, you know what? Um you know what, I really don't, well, you're right, I don't want to wish that on anybody, but as a diehard Illinois fan and seeing what he did to that program yep. and basically him not recruiting the last two years because he knew he wasn't coming back and he's like, I can't do anything with freshmen and sophomores anyways. I mean, to have that type of attitude, you're supposed to leave stuff better than when you got there. I know John Wooden used to do that way and he lived a pretty good life and we all would want coaches that at least pattern themselves after John Wooden and instead of somebody like Attila the Hun, like, you know, burn and, 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 you know, destroy the earth when you get done with it. I mean, mm-hmm. seriously. I mean, Ron Turner doesn't leave stuff better than when he got there. The guy's just an opportunistic type guy. And what has he ever really done as a coach? What is his highlight? The fact I, that I have no idea why they, why did they rehire him? He wasn't that great as an offensive coordinator for the Bears the first time around. At University of Illinois, the offenses weren't any good. The question is, and one of Lovey Smith's many, many weaknesses, 
is why did he hire this guy in the first place? Why did he, okay, go to the Illinois thing first, Coach. I want you to think about this. What did Illinois do when he was there? Really nothing. They, they shared a part of the Big Ten uh, title. They went to the Sugar Bowl and got Ryan off the field by LSU that year. And if you think about this, Aaron Moorhead, Walter Young, Brandon Lloyd, Eugene Wilson, um, uh, I'm missing another real big receiver. That, Greg Lewis, who caught the pass from uh, Brett Favre this year, that's the number one play in, in football. Uh, Kurt Kittner, a very capable quarterback, and I thought he should have got a better chance than the NFL to be a backup somewhere. I mean, there's t- uh, Tony Pachos, Dave Deal. All these guys are on that Illinois team, yet they didn't do anything. Yeah, and they go to the pros, and Eugene Wilson didn't do anything in Illinois, and he's winning Super Bowls, and he's a lockdown corner form. Mm-hmm. He underutilized talent his whole time at Illinois. And he gets hired for a job that he had already had that he underachieved for in the 90s. Mm-hmm. The hiring was bad originally. I didn't like it when they rehired him. And this is an Illinois fan. So I, I try to tell it like it is. I didn't like him as a coach at Illinois. And all of a sudden, he becomes the offense coordinator of my favorite professional team. Yep. How much more do we have to put up with this guy? Yep. Couldn't agree. Could not agree with you more. Well, well the answer to your question is uh, none. Zero. Because he's gone. David Olson, our uh, fine producers on the line. Yet any updated info? Or are you watching uh, pictures of a latest movie release? Uh, both. <laughs> no, I couldn't find anything on Ron Turner being Uh-oh. fired. Uh, Rob really? Boris, the tight end coach, has been fired. No. Yeah. The yeah. tight ends coach? Tight ends coach is gone. Uh, but I mean, it's, a, it's a foregone conclusion that he's gone. <laughs> Oh, Joel, there's a long history of tight ends coaches being fired across the NFL. It's always set. If there's one position in the NFL that I could coach, it would be the tight ends position. Let's have a moment of silence for all those hardworking, underpaid, and rarely heard of tight end coaches in college and professional football. Thank, thank you very much. I love when I see in the uh, transactions part of the newspaper where, you know, Cornell University hires, you know, Joe Blankenship to be the assistant tight ends coach. At Cornell yeah. University, assistant. Well, <laughs> how many tight ends do you have? One, only one tight end plays at a time. You got three in the program. You need an assistant tight ends coach. You, you know, watching these pre games, coach, you get like a, you, you get all like this minutia of information you, you don't need to know. And all of a sudden, I had like to sound on them, hang with all my boys, and they it was a football game this week, and they they put up a picture of somebody. I'm like, I've never seen a picture of. A football team without their uniforms on. It was like a, like one of those standing up team pictures, right? Uh-huh. And then I, I rewound it and put the sound up. It was all the a picture of the assistant coaches. <laughs> they had sixty two assistant coaches. Oh, I don't think when uh, whoever invented the game of football, I don't think they had any idea that there they that many people that are actually paid to try to help eleven players get a ball across the line or help eleven players prevent the ball from going across the line. Now, mind you, of those 62 players, uh, coaches, there's a lot of interns and guys not getting paid and stuff like that. You know, yes. there's like the film guy, you know, mm-hmm. all that other stuff. That they don't get yeah. paid. But well, we have a lot of unpaid. Uh, we have uh, many unpaid interns that work also here for two guys in a mic talk zone.com. We're trying to uh, hang on to a female intern. We haven't been able to do that, Joel. We just lost our eighth consecutive. Female intern last week over the New Year's. She, uh, I wished her happy holidays. I came back and she was gone. Oh, that's that's too bad. Coach. Very, very sad. We're hoping to hang on to one, and maybe that's the wrong term to use, but we're hoping to uh, get one to at least last maybe a couple of months here on the show. You know, well, maybe you shouldn't find these people by putting an ad in Craigslist that says looking for happy hands. <laughs> 
You, th- you think we're looking for love in all the wrong places, huh? Uh, well, we're looking for it in the right places. We're just going about it the total wrong way, I think. <laughs> Oh, goodness. By the way, when you brought up the uh, assistant tight ends coach and the over personnel, it reminded me of something that uh, was in the uh, local paper today, the McCormick Place, which is our in Chicago here, our big convention center. And they do concerts Uh there and uh, seminars and conventions, et cetera. And they listed all the people that have six figure salaries or more to run this particular place. And it's unbelievable. It's like it's bigger than the Chicago Bear or an NFL assistant coaching staff. There's like 43 people, but right there down on the bottom of the list earning about $103,000 per year. I forget the name, but I swear to you, the title was Director of Desk Personnel. Okay. The Director of Desk Personnel. Is that like the ultimate pencil-pushing job? That's, that's like that's like $8,800 a month for that job. 102000 my friend. I mean, I would put in my 40 hours. I'd stay late at least one day a week with that job. Director of Desk Personnel. There you go. Nice to see our tax dollars uh, at work. All right, real quick. No, that's not tax dollars. The the Tribune Company owns that. What, McCormick, please? Yeah. All right, now I don't feel so bad. Yeah, yeah. By the way, your local Chicago Tribune is going to be $1 now and not $0.75 at the um, newsstands. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right, scintillating sports talk here on Two Guys at a Mic. Real quick, before we wind up the show again, Big Dog rejoining us here, our regular co-host. He's been gone five, six weeks with a number of issues. He's back today. We appreciate it. Uh, the four games coming up this weekend, the wild card spectaculars. Uh, real quick, we'll go down one game at a time. First of all, Dallas taking on Philadelphia. The game is at the Dallas Cowboy. I, I hate to look too much into one game. Of what happened last week? Because yeah. I would have taken Philadelphia. I, Philadelphia was going to be my my pick to the Super Bowl, but you know what? I think Dallas has it figured out. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder, which is really really important, and they're not turning the football over. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. Their defense right now is the best in the NFL, coach. Mm-hmm. So they have a quarterback not turning it over. They got a power runner in Marion uh, Barber. They have an elusive, explosive guy in Felix Jones. They've got nobody in the receiving core that that runs their mouth. They're going to beat the, the Eagles. It's hard, right. I can't believe they're going. To, I'm saying it, but yeah, they are. Dallas Cowboys four point favorite. That's a rerun, as are many of these games of last week's action, which is pretty odd. We don't got time to expound on that now, but topic for another day. Cincinnati and the Jets, the other Saturday matchup, Saturday afternoon, another rerun from last week's game. Cincinnati is a two and a half point favorite. The game is at Cincinnati. Uh, okay, if anybody thinks that last week's game has anything to do with what's going to happen this week, they're out of their mind. Uh, the Bengals are going to thump the Jets. They're, so they're going to beat them uh, like 16 to 6, something like that. Mark Sanchez is going to see everything that they did on, on defense last week is going to look like the same thing, and all of a sudden when the ball is snapped, it's going to be mm-hmm. something totally different. The Jets won't have a chance in this game. This is without a doubt the game that has the biggest chance for a blowout mm-hmm. is the game that where the team just lost 37. Yeah, I actually tend to agree with that. I think the Cincinnati Bengals, I've said it since early in the season, they are for real. They might, they might not only beat the Jets, they might win another one beyond that. I like the look and the feel of that particular team. Move real quickly to Sunday's matchup, the game I like the best of all at Arizona, the Packers at the Cardinals. Big dog, I don't know about you. But to me, this one begs uh, one minute left, final drive for one of these two teams. Should be a great game. I couldn't agree more, without a doubt. Like I was saying, the one game that looked like the biggest chance for a blowout was the Cincinnati-New York game. The one that has the 
the best chance of being a great football game is this one. And uh, my heart is going with Green Bay because I so much want Green Bay to beat the Minnesota Vikings in the playoffs. I can't believe I'm saying this is that hard bear fan, but I really, really am pulling for the Packers to, to beat the Vikings. I, I just think the, the Cardinals are going to have a little bit too much for them. If, mm-hmm. if Charles Woodson is out for the Packers, they're in trouble defensively. Even though they do have the best young mm-hmm. linebacker in the, in the game of football in Clay Matthews, the, the best rookie linebacker I can remember in a long time. Uh, I, I just think the Cardinals are going to win. They're finally committing to the run, and Beanie Wells can get it done for you, Coach. Uh, Arizona two-and-a-half-point favorite. Finally, 18 seconds left. Our producer, David Olson, right now has a stranglehold on one of our male interns. we got to wrap this baby up, but real quick, New England and Baltimore. Um, you know what? Uh, nobody circles the wagons like the, the Patriots. I think they'll be able to make up for Walker's injury for mm-hmm. one game, just for one game, and I'm going to have to, you know, forget it. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens coach. They beat the New England Okay, Patriots. there it is. A change okay. on the fly. You can call back on Football Friday, Big Dog. I know you're off the rest of the week. We hope to get you back on a regular basis. Great having you on the show, dog. Oh, very good, Coach. If you need me on Thursday, let me know. I'll probably be calling in. Beautiful. We'll expect it. David Olson, our producer. Great job. The general manager here at TalkZone.com. Chris Whitting, we didn't see you today, but I'm sure you did something uh, beneficial. Thanks for listening, everybody. 10 o'clock tomorrow, we'll do it all over again. It's Two Guys and a Mike. Check out our website, TwoGuysMike.com. Have a great day.